This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowland. Take a dose of every day. How am I supposed to stay in a world built on empty ways and the lessons of our Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Rob Snow White, Series 1, Episode 85, live from the 10th Annual Project Healing Waters Two Fly Tournament held at Rose River Farm in Syria, Virginia. Just want to give a heads up, there may be some adult language and there is some very heavy storytelling that may not be suitable for all ears. There are some stories being told in this that the younger listeners probably shouldn't hear yet i don't want to kind of give a heads up as to where i want you to experience this podcast from the beginning all the way through the end i was teamed up with captain kim smith again and one of the funnier parts about this was kim sent me her phone number earlier last week over facebook and didn't give me the right number so i started texting her, what I thought was her, saying, hey, Snow White here, just want to go over logistics for fly fishing this weekend at the tournament, bring a stiff five weight, and some other stuff. I get a text back, Cinderella here, actually I can read it to you, they wrote, 
Sleeping Beauty here. I love to fish, but I think you're trying to reach someone else. I'm in Las Vegas. Have a great time. And then I explain my real name. It's Snow White. I was given the wrong number. I tell them to eat a mushroom tart at Firefly. I said, I love Firefly. And I said, well, too bad. You're not going to be at the tournament. You're going to miss out on a whole lot of fun. And then the person wanted fish pictures and other stories. So um, pretty hilarious. I have no idea who this person is. But they're probably listening to the podcast now because I will text them the audio. Very funny little uh, texting thing. And I'm also looking at that now on my brand new LifeProof case. If I had it earlier in this tournament, I would have taken some cool underwater shots. So sit back, relax, enjoy this one. Some of the people I interviewed, I only expected to have one or two minutes with. And you're going to find out I got much more. Jason, I'm not sure if you're breaking this up into one or two parts. If you are, awesome. If not, let's just do one big show and people can pause and catch up when they want. But this is the 10th annual Healing Waters Tournament. A very emotional weekend, very supportive. When I say Healing Waters is a family, it is. It's hugs, it's crying, it's sharing stories. Um helping people, and it's about saving lives for those people who served. If you haven't had time or you haven't done so, you can still donate Project Healing Waters, phwff.org, and you will hear people say that this program saved their life. You can still contribute anytime you want. The website's open 24-7 internationally. I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you all enjoyed this weekend. Many thanks to Project Healing Waters, all the photographers, all of the media, all of the bloggers, the social media people, the Healing Waters employees, all those volunteers, the, the Deer family, Andrew Holt, Sapitus Farms, the catering company, Temple Fork Outfitters, Costa Del Mar, Orvis, uh, so many companies to name and thank. Everyone did a great job, and I'm looking forward to next year. And I'm already planning on what we're going to fish next year. All right, that's it. Everyone, enjoy this one. Sit back, relax. It's funny. It's crazy. It is emotional. But it's why I do this. Hope you enjoy. Happy Project Healing Waters 10th Annual Two-Fly Tournament Weekend. I just pulled off of Historic Route 29 in Virginia. I'm on the back roads now. Got a lot of history with Route 29. My first ever solo road trip was in high school. I drove my parents' Pathfinder down to Charlottesville to go visit my brother at the University of Virginia. And did some more road trips with my high school buddies, Walid and Jesse and some other guys down to go watch our basketball team at States back in the 90s. And in college, the summer before college, my dad and I drove right out here after freshman orientation. It's about 102 degrees and we went brook trout fishing. 
lot of lot of history for me back in these mountains. Uh, don't know what else I could tell you now about the tournament. I hope to get some really good interviews. I want to get as many people as possible. Get some stories. Again, I am paired up with Captain Kim Smith and her dog Cheyenne. I will have Kim introduce herself and tell you her story. She is also one of the able women from the Able Women Fly Fish Initiative. I'm not sure if it's an initiative, but that's just what I like to call it. So I started my uh, road trip off at Chainbridge, finished up with clients. This is my first afternoon off in three weeks now. The shad has been crazy. So I've got a car full of six and eight weights. We're going to fish five weights this weekend. We're going to use... a modified leader that's going to be about three feet of 20-pound bright green to about a 14-pound knot to a swivel to 2X. We're going to throw a bacon fly on a no-slip mono loop and then use about 3X to a dropper, either a worm or the Snow White Damsel. I've yet to determine that. But Kim and I talked a couple weeks ago at the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival and we're in it to win it this year, folks. So uh, we're going to fish aggressive. We're going to fish hard. Sound like Donald Trump, but we're going to do it. That's our plan this weekend. It's going to be in the low 60s, upper 50s tonight at dinner with the cocktail hour before. So I will be sure to layer up. And then tomorrow they're calling for violent thunderstorms. We'll have to see how that goes. Being that this is an outdoor event and we just have a tent. I don't know if... Doug will allow us all to go up into his garage or I guess the barn if weather gets really bad. But we are outside for the next uh, 24 hours. I'm headed over to the Bass Pond now to go see Corey Ruthless and the Bluegill Tournament. See how people are doing there. And then I will change into my fly fishing cocktail hour attire. I think they refer to it as fly fishing casual for the cocktail hour and dinner. I believe Andrew Holt will be doing a Highland Park whiskey class. Don't know what else is going to be in store for us tonight. It's all an adventure. This is definitely one of my most favorite weekends of the year. I would definitely be happier if it was warmer. But you can't choose the weather. Remember last year on my drive down, it was sleeting. Huh. What else is going on? All right, this car's pulled off in front of me. Got to be careful on these windy roads. There's suicidal deer and there's crazy squirrels and chipmunks that like to run out. They are turning on Novum Church Road, Baptist Church. I have no idea what's off these side roads. I've never really gone off of them. I can now see the mountains. Old Rag is up there, which, as you know, I don't hike. So I'm not doing that probably ever again, especially after falling on the river and busting my kneecaps a couple weeks ago, they still hurt. So hopefully not too much leaning down in the dirt, guiding and being sneaky tomorrow. Because my job tomorrow is to put Kim on fish, big fish, and lots of them as fast as we can. I'm getting past right now, dude. I'm going 60. Holy shnikes, bro. It's been a rainy couple of days, so there should be plenty of water. Lots of bugs coming off, but we're not doing the... Let's drift a parachute atoms or a zebra midge, nymphine. We're not, um, we're not leisurely fishing this one, like I mentioned. This is, we're fishing like crazy. 
I got a full belly full of sheets, so I'm ready to go hang out. I'm pretty sure there were some rubber bands in my sandwich. There's some chewy things in there that didn't seem like food. And I asked for multi-grain bun, and the lady gave me herbed bread. So I was a little upset with that. Since I'm going to be eating a lot of calories tonight, I didn't go too crazy on my sandwich and my fries. Going to turn this off now. So the new DAT, this Zoom H1 that we're using now for remote podcasting doesn't have a folder system. So when I send the podcast to Jason, he's going to have to put in every interview as a single file and splice them together. There's no folder system. The one I bought previously had a folder system and I returned that yesterday to Office Depot and shout out to them. I didn't have my original packaging. I was like, dude, I bought this. I was in a hotel on vacation. Why would I have the packaging? He's like, well, I can't return it without packaging. And then I was like, dude, I'm a small business owner. I could really use that 45 bucks back. I'll take store credit if it's the least you can do. Um, The guy walks away. The store manager comes back. and He just puts it right back on my credit card. So thank you guys for that. There's something else I was going to mention about the podcast. I can tell you about the Chinese people this morning on the river that refused to move. They were meat fishing for perch. And I was trying to convince them, and, and they didn't speak English, apparently, to move down. You can fish anywhere. I've got three dudes with fly rods. We can only fish this spot. They didn't care. And then once my client hooked her twice, she's like, you hooked me two times already. And I was like, oh, I thought we didn't speak English here. And then they finally moved at 10 o'clock, and we had another two hours of pretty decent casting and catching. What else? I was going to say something about the podcast. Oh, well, that's it. I'm uh, about 15 minutes away from Syria, Virginia, and I'm going to turn off the dat now and um, go hang out with everybody. You can have some fun before dinner. Stay tuned, everyone. All right, Dan Morgan, you are the what? What's your uh, position at the tier two fly? I'm the uh, director of communications in the uh, Wegmans Sparkling Water Lime uh, Poobah. So the Wegmans Lemonade Organic mixed 50% with the Wegmans Mixed Berry Club Soda. It's awesome. Is it really? So good. See, I like just the straight-up the straight up lime seltzer. Yeah. It's the best. Got those in my car. The, the Wegmans-flavored seltzer is best in the country. Yeah. So Wegmans like is the best grocery store in the country. They just got voted that. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Upstate New York, represent. Yeah, man. So you drove down... From... All right. All right, so uh, you drove down here from Lake Ontario. More or less, yeah. Madison County? Madison County, New York. All right, so what do we have planned for this weekend? Oh, it's a special celebration of the past 10 years of Project Healing Waters and uh, our decades of service to come. So this weekend we have, tonight we have our uh, pre, pre-tournament pre dinner uh, featuring Tom Brokaw as our uh, keynote speaker. We'll have three past veteran participants uh, sharing their stories, uh, as well as a great silent auction. And tomorrow uh, kicks off the tournament action. 
uh, two-fly tournament like in years past, and we'll have uh, both pro teams as well as uh, pro vet teams uh, competing for bragging rights. What's our forecast for tomorrow? Rain. Rain delays are for baseball, though. Yeah. Trout War- don't care. Hopefully it's a warm rain, though. That's right. I hope so. Like 70, maybe? Yeah, it'll be fine. All right. Fish like the rain. So uh, we're just hanging out now here, and I guess everyone shows up at 6-ish? Yeah, I think uh, so. We have the Patriot Guard riders are uh, escorting, escorting the vets in. They should be getting here around uh, four thirty-five. Morgan, you want to check in? What's going on? How's the TLTLFF? <laughs> Nobody could ever get it right. It's great. Everything's. Did going I get right. it right? No. TLTFF. You threw a few extra L's and T's and. You made it sing song though. Yeah, it sounded right. Yeah. 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 All right. So you're gonna. You've got a special stamp you, you have from Maryland. Yeah, I've got um, some of the fir- first issue Lefty Deceiver stamps uh, that were issued a couple decades ago. I think like 20 years ago. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, I've got three of them I got for my birthday this year from Mike Dunlap of uh, Barefoot Adventures. There's a fly of his donated inside the tent. Yeah, there's yeah, a shadow box popper. Popper, yeah, his poppers are awesome. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. supporter of healing waters. You get a fish at all while you're down? No, unfortunately not. But uh, I'm not here to fish. Here to logistically, logistically here to science. here to help out. He's gonna be flying the drone. Fantastic! All right, guys. Well, we'll catch up with you later. Cool. Right on. All right. So we have Rick Pope with TFO. What's uh, what's going on, Rick? Man, happy to be here. Two fly tenth annual. It's uh, marginal weather, but everybody couldn't be happier. Yeah. So, how did TFO come about? You have like a elevator speech on the story of where TFO started. Started by uh, in 1995. This is our 21st year, and initially we were a fly and waiter company, importing flies from three different continents and waiters from Canada. Uh, two years in, the idea of making some inexpensive fly rods kind of came to the surface, and we looked around Asia, found a factory in South Korea, a young guy that was extremely talented, which we didn't appreciate as much as I do now at the time. Um, we started with two piece, nine foot, five, six, and eight weights and introduced them in the September of 97 at the ICAST show, IFTD show rather. And, um, as dealers thought we were the antichrist because they were very inexpensive, but consumers liked the concept of having something that wasn't expensive and, we grew based on consumer demand more than dealer demand, and dealers kind of got on board with selling stuff that wasn't so expensive, yeah. getting new people in the game. Um, over the years, um, you know, adding the likes of Lefty and Ed Zaborowski and Klauser and Popovics and Flip and Gary Loomis and most recently Blaine Chocolate and uh, Larry Dahlberg, all these people are such a wealth of knowledge about not only how to fish, but what to fish with and what a rod, what the tool is supposed to do. And um, it, it's been a great run. been a lot of fun. Yeah. Then how did you go from that to being so involved with Healing Waters? I started uh, John Bass, who I think is supposed to be here uh, this weekend, Ed Tomey, uh, is a, a wheelchair paraplegic. And through a friend of, of his, we started helping him with, you know, special makeup components that he had a guy finishing out. Uh, passionate trout fisherman uh, from from Georgia, and he knew Ed Nicholson. Ed was starting to take out some guys from um, Walter Reed. 
John asked if we had any extra equipment we could loan these guys for their outings. And we did that two or three times through the summer, I guess 11 or 12 years ago now. And I met Ed and uh, Avon Forsyth and Doug Maddy at Somerset Show. Uh, they came into the booth uh, probably 11 years ago now, and they just wanted to say thanks. And I suggested that, you know, we'll make a couple of rods for the program and we can sell them to dealers and you guys can get all the all the proceeds that we would otherwise put in our pocket and um, we're into the low six figures now of, of contributions uh, nothing's ever made me feel better than being involved with the program I guess Kim's got a new hat for me a new TFO lid yeah she she lost hers to uh, Huey Lewis I saw those pictures backstage yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Huey got to be a close friend of lefties doing the Buccaneer and Bone right. stuff. And Kim is is the epitome of what this program does to to wounded vets. When I first met her three years ago, she was really not in good shape. And now she's the life of the party. You know? Absolutely. Well, our plan is to win it t- this tomorrow. <laughs> she told me that she was happy to fish with you again. Yeah. She was excited. She brought me a cooler it. full of beer, too. I was like, all right. Well, I think it's... She'll be back soon. I think it's three, two Oklahoma beers. She does not want you overindulging the night before you have to guide her tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, no hangovers when you're working the night. I learned that mistake five years ago. Waking up thirty minutes after I was supposed to meet my clients, and I was still drunk. Not- it was about a hundred degrees out. It's like <laughs> not- that can't happen ever again. Yeah, well, I wanted to. Dr- it was Lake Audubon. I wanted to drink the water out of the lake. So thirsty. <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. I'm learning a lot yeah. about about how to cure a hangover. Drinking lake water is what I'm hearing so far, right? Don't drink so much. That too, but right before you uh, drink, you're going to drink a lot, especially liquor. Drink um, buttermilk. It your stomach. Yeah. Buttermilk? The Russian trick is just a pat of butter. But not just that. You want to eat a good meal like a steak. I'm down with that. Yeah. You're supposed to eat a pear, too. Eat a steak. That's one of the and new theories. Right before, and, and when right do you swim the dead, dead chicken over your neck in the right parking lot? Is right that... before you go and drink, you drink, you drink um, buttermilk. Buttermilk. That's where by it. Buttermilk, butter, pear, and a big steak. And then after, if you're, you're still hungover, drink some coconut water. Coconut water. That's good stuff. Okay. I take that on the boat in the summer. Okay. Yeah, they need to go find some cervezas. <laughs> you got to go get All right. <laughs> oh, Alex has got a good beer there. A little something-something. So you can fish it all, or you got to head back head to back. Texas? Um, actually taking my first fishing trip of the year a week from Monday uh, to the Bahamas. Nice. Uh, but, you know, from January 1 till about now, it's shows nonstop, and it's all good. You had but, fun at the Virginia show indoors this year? I, it was a blessing. It was indoors, and I think Bo ended up with the biggest attendance he ever had. Um, I thought it was fabulous. Yeah. Had a good time. Y'all, your booth seemed to be the life of the party right on the casting pond. Right on the casting pond, and it's kind of like hunting ducks over live decoys with, you know, Lefty and Ed and Klauser in the booth and Blaine and you and people that, you know, we got so many good friends that, um, if nothing else, everybody wants to bring their baby to have it hugged and books to have signed and Absolutely. a lot of fun. So also, you want to talk about the new uh, DVD with Ed and Lefty? Brought some. Um, three and a half year project that started off with a uh, uh, keynote PowerPoint that Ed put together 
based on his critical angle theory. And it was very well done and very technical and very advanced in terms of casting skills and teaching. I suggested to Ed uh, four years ago now that it'd be nice to get lefty and you guys talk kind of a ESPN Sports Center type looking at the screen but between them and the pointing out. Yeah. And Lefty was fine with it, but he said, you know, we need to do some casting too. So we did some studio casting. We did some casting with the office rod, and then they decided this is really great, but we really need to take these casts and put them in actual fishing conditions. So we did bass, warm water in East Texas. We did pike in uh, Manitoba, uh, trout, Pennsylvania, redfish in New Orleans. Wow. And three and a half years, uh, something over 60 gigabytes of HD video that I think ended up three and a half hours worth of uh, final production edit. Um, Rave reviews, uh, only been out since just before Christmas and uh, brought a bunch here to uh, let people play with and look at, sign. Fantastic. Anything new we can talk about before I cast? In fly rods, we're we're changing up our two-handed Deer Creek family, um, trimming it down a little bit, adding a newer, higher modulus family of, of four-piece longer rods, and converting our most popular four-piece Deer Creek spay rods into five-piece, so that people can actually fly with them and put them in a duffel bag. Will the two be any smaller on the Deer Creeks? Smaller in like length, diameter, diameter, no. No. Um, in fact, I think in in the eight nine weight, it might possibly be a slight amount larger in diameter, but it'll stay inside of a thirty six inch duffel bag. So um, there really aren't many good two handed rod travel options. And friends in Dallas, it's kind of important because you have no place to fish one unless you go down below a dam someplace and chase you know chase stripers or something. And uh, stripers in Dallas. Lake Texoma, pretty much all the lakes in Dallas will have, uh, they'll put trout below the impoundments. Right. North Texas is covered with lakes that provide all the water source for seven or eight million people up there. And, and uh, wintertime, they'll release trout below the tailwaters, uh, in the tailwaters. And striped bass in most of the lakes uh, and our hybrids, um, they love little you know stalker rainbow trout so yeah uh nick Curcione was down last summer and had a phenomenal day below uh, the dam at lake texoma red river uh, sounds like something i need to add to my list of places to go fish bring it you know where to go yeah all right i think that's about it we need to go back and socialize now what do you say the bar might be open yeah let's go do that all right Greg. thanks so much good to talk to you rob all right mr burke is this your second time at the tournament now? This is my second time at the tournament. So you were down here when it started. I, my, it was the second annual, 2008. All right. But I was three months off of the meat wagon at Walter Reed, so I pretty much spent the whole time learning to cast my first ever event. I've just spent the time learning how to cast. Yeah, I didn't know guys. you were at Walter Reed. Yeah, did uh, about three, about a month uh, inpatient and then four months outpatient. Okay. Then I went to West Point's transition unit for a while before I went back to my unit. All right. 
And now you're up in Syracuse? Yeah, currently I'm in Syracuse with the Army National Guard and uh, um, New York State Trooper too. Yeah, man. And CrossFit still? Uh, I sold my ownership or partial ownership because I got on a state job, but uh, I still still do it regularly and still work out at the same gym. How, is your new job pretty interesting? Uh, it is. Stuff. It, it's a, it's a great job. I uh, really like it. I'm a on more more complaints than I'm not a traffic guy, but uh, you get to interact with a lot of people. It, it, there's a lot of similarities uh, to your military work and you know investigating and uh, just figuring out and talking with people and. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, I'm on I'm on patrol, so that's the best part. You get to, to know the people in the area, and, and every day is different. Every day, every hour is different. Yeah. You never know what you're. It's, sometimes it's the same people, but it seems to be something always different. All right. So you drove down. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I flew down. Uh, I was gonna drive with, with uh, Dan Morgan, but right. you know, I time wise, it's it was easier to fly, so flew down and you know been fishing the past couple days it's been really great and good to see a lot of familiar faces from the from the years who are you fishing with tomorrow um i'm with richie with nice a a fellow new yorker yeah it's great to you know we're talking like yeah from new york city hey perfect absolutely so at least i know i know somebody who talks my native tongue uh yankees or red sox for you oh i'm a yankee oh you guys are gonna be you guys are a match made in heaven. It, it's, you should have asked Mets or, or Yankees. No. And I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just glad he's not a Mets fan. Yeah. No, he's he's 100% <laughs> pinstripes right there. That's great. Nice. He's going to have some tricks up his uh, sleeve for you guys tomorrow. You can only hope. You can only hope. We need, uh, need to win this thing. Yeah. Well, you can't win it if we're winning it. Yeah. Kim and I have got plans. Plans are always good until the first bullet. So, and, and then we have to see about the weather, of course. And, well, they say if it ain't raining, we ain't training. So, right. can't 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 uh, can't focus on the weather. Yeah. Have you had some of the oysters yet? No, I don't do oysters. You don't do oysters. I don't do oysters. If we all eat oysters and get diarrhea, you'll be the one winning tomorrow. Uh, hey, eat up, <laughs> eat up. The meatballs are pretty good too. Well, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to get the uh, the. Uh, the plate out and tasting myself. All right. How long are you in town for? You flying out? Fly tomorrow? out. Fly out on a uh, Monday morning. Okay. First thing in. First, I'm the first one out. Six a.m. See you All later. Right. Bye. Where's your flight out of? Um. Are you, are you trying to set me up here? No. <laughs> you going like up near us? Washington, out of Dallas. Dallas. I think okay. Dallas. So. You need a place to stay tomorrow night? Uh, they got a hotel set up for me, but right. I need a place to drink. Come by our house, man. As long as you got something native and strong, we got plenty. Of, we can always have Andrew come over with all that scotch. Perfect. Yeah, he's got a Subaru event tomorrow, but I've got his scotch at home too. Okay, yeah, it's on. All right, we'll set something up. I like it. Yeah, man. All right, well, uh, you want to keep walking around and oh, sticking to some people's faces? It's good talking to you. Know. Have fun tonight and have fun tomorrow. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna see you. I'll see you around. Yeah, man. Good. All right. Thanks. Yep. Before we get started, I'd like everybody who's been here for all 10 two flies to stand up. 
Amen. Okay. I tell you, people talk about an idea that you know gets hashed out at a kitchen table, and it really is true. The kitchen table up at the top of the hill. We talked about this too, fly when Project Healing Waters was a very small organization. We had one program at Walter Reed that Ed was running and helping as many people as we could, and we didn't have very much money. And we talked about doing this tournament to raise, you know, a few dollars. And it's just grown and grown and grown. But from that one meeting in October uh, 2006, I guess, five? <laughs> five. And we had the tournament the next year. And from that one tournament, we started with a little tent about the size of that auction tent in the front. And we've grown to this circus tent. <laughs> but uh, Jennifer and I would really like to just welcome everybody here for the weekend. And thank you all for coming. We're going to have a fun time, no matter if it's rain or shine. I don't know how we managed to keep having an 80-degree weekend the weekend before the two-fly. And then the weather like this. But that's the way it goes. I just want to recognize a few people that are here tonight. Um, one is Kyle White. Kyle White is the seventh living recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor uh, from the War in Afghanistan. And Kyle's also a fly fisherman. I'm taping the pre-dinner services right now. Kyle received his medal on May 13th of 2014 at the White House for his heroic actions on November 9th, 2007, where he administered life-saving medical aid to comrades and for radioing in situational reports in which five soldiers and a Marine were killed and all eight surviving Americans were wounded. Kyle, thank you so much for your service. We've also got uh, Tom Brickall with us tonight, famed newsman. Those of you who don't know, he's also a real fly fisherman. A real good fly fisherman, Lefty tells me. Um, he's also going to be our keynote speaker tonight. Um, how about all the veterans in the house stand up right now so we can give you a round of applause? Project Healing Waters is an organization now. We're in all 50 states. We've got 200 programs. But we have a very small staff and a small dedicated board that uh, has made all this possible. And this year, we actually got a grant from the VA to have a, a big meeting of all the program leads from all over the country so we could get them all together. 
and get everybody, make sure everybody's on the same page on everything, do a couple days of training. That's the first government money we've received in the entire time we've had the program. And we thank the VA for that. I'm now the Chairman Emeritus, and we have a new Chairman of the Board, Bob Fitch. Where are you, Bob? Right back there. And we've got a number of our board members here tonight. All the board members stand up. These board members all work really hard to make all these events happen. Um, it's, it, it takes the work of many, and uh, I really want to thank my co-chair, Jerry Nonamaker, of the two fly here, and... Uh, and Mindy, who from staff is Mindy Roberts, who has put all this together tonight. And I really want to thank Ben Nonamaker and Tony Denae, who put together our auction tonight, which is a big part of how we raise the money to make all this possible. So. In between eating and everything else, please go out there. Everybody will just bid on a couple of items. You'll get some great stuff, and we'll raise enough money so we can make sure that the tent isn't the last to fly. <laughs> some other people I'd like to recognize. Uh, the Honorable Judge Hogan, Thomas Hogan, is with us tonight. Colonel Matthew uh, St. Laurent, who uh, is the Chief o of Occupational Therapy at Walter Reed. And we have uh, renowned sporting artist Peter Corbin with us tonight. And Peter even has beautiful sketch, a couple beautiful sketches in the auction tonight. It's a really rare opportunity. I mean, he is top of the sporting RV. He's the man. Um, Lisa, uh, Mai, and uh, Brock uh, Lawley, who are going to uh, premiere a new song for Project Healing Waters tomorrow. And then teaching for all the vets, and I want to make sure you get over there. We've got Lefty Cray, Ed Jaworski, Joe Humphreys here. I mean... These are three towers of fly fishing that uh, it's a real opportunity to improve your cast for sure. Um, I want to thank all the pro guides and photographers, um, Jim Robinson and the Virginia Patriot Guard Riders. How cool was that when all those motorcycles <laughs> Earlier today, like Augusta National has the par three tournament before you know, the big masters. We have the Bluegill Tournament, and uh, Corey Roth uh, ran that, and I want to thank Corey and his wife for doing a great job. And along with that, we had a fantastic uh, bratwurst and hot dogs and chili lunch provided by Ray Miller, the American Legion, and John Miska, who also does all our audio. And uh, we also have the Vice uh, Commander of the American Legion here, Bob Norwalk, <coughs> and uh, the uh, Virginia Commander, Jim Chapman. The American Legion has been very helpful 
not only our program, but the programs all around the country doing things like that, providing a nice hot lunch, which, you know, turns something in a little event like a bluegill tournament into a real fun day. Um, okay, now I'm going to introduce our masters of ceremonies here, Avon Forsyth. I've known Avon from the very beginning. The first time I met Avon was when we had a little fishing outing out here. Uh, and Avon had to go back because he could only be gone from Walter Reed for like four hours at a time because he was hooked up to so many IV antibiotics um, that, you know, that was as long as he could go. I don't even think they wanted him to get out for that time, but he came anyway. Avon, um, he, he's been with us since 2005. And he currently serves as the president of the Veterans Advisory Council for Project Healing Waters. He enlisted in the Army in 1993 and served extended uh, European tour in Germany and 12-month tour in Bosnia. And then he separated from the Army and went back to college, uh, University of California, Riverside, and then re-enlisted uh, from Officers Candidate School and was commissioned. And then he went over to Iraq in 2004 and was severely wounded when an IED blast uh, hit him and the guys he was with. He was awarded a Purple Heart for wounds sustained in combat. He retired from the Army in 2008 and now lives in Ventura, California, and works uh, as a sea range test manager for the Department of the Navy in Point Magoo, California, a really nice area. Hey. <laughs> Come on up here, Avon. <laughs> Welcome everybody. It is outstanding to be here for me. It's like a family reunion. So I'm very happy to be here. It's great to see y'all. Uh, based on the feedback I got from last year, there won't be so many questions about Ed this year. Um, however, I am fishing tomorrow, so if you want to hear any incriminating stories, I'll be on the water. So I, I'll do jokes by request. Um, very quickly, I just wanted to uh, mention how I got here today. And uh, as you know, we have Mr. Tom Brokaw here, American icon. And I have to tell a little story about you, sir. So rewind to about April 14th, uh, 2012. He was on a book tour for his book at the time, which was uh, The Time of Our Lives, A Conversation About America. And this was at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. You may remember that, sir, if you may recall. Saturday morning, my wife comes to me and she says, honey, Go clean yourself up. We are going to the book signing, and that's it. We're going to the book signing. And I said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I said, I never get any. You always make me do stuff on a Saturday, and this is my Saturday, and I'm putting my foot down, and we're not going. And woman, that's final. So two hours later, I'm standing in line to get the book signed by Mr. Brokaw. And she was very happy about that. So what makes mama happy makes all of us happy, right? Mama ain't happy, nobody happy, of course. So, uh... Fast forward to April 2016, I get a call from uh, Captain Ned Nicholson. He says, uh, so Ranger, uh, I need you to be the MC this year. Could you do that for me? I said, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. He says, but you, uh, you're going to be introducing Mr. Tom Brokaw. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> this man, although he's an American icon and loved by everyone, he's already caused me strife in my house. And I'm not going to do that. But for him, I decided to do it. And so... Mr. Brokaw, sir, I got my eye on you. No sudden moves. 
<laughs> so, I would like to introduce someone who's very important to me. Uh, he is the only one that's been with the program longer than me. Uh, we're talking early days of 2005, Staff Sergeant Rob Bartlett. Uh, when I caught up with Robert Bartlett, he'd been hammered pretty hard. He was uh, deployed in 2005 in support of Iraqi, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, he's a, a cavalry scout sniper, and six months into his deployment, he got hammered pretty hard by an IED. And when I mean hammered, I mean he was almost struck and wounded beyond recognition. I have to say that his recovery throughout this last decade has been nothing short of miraculous. And yes, that does have a lot to do with the, with the uh, miracles of modern uh, medical technology, but I have to tell you, it's also because of his spirit. The one thing that I have always loved about Rob is that from the, the time I met him, he's always been a leader. He never complained about his injury. He never lost his faith. Not once did he ever uh, go into some internal uh, moment of feeling sorry for himself, and he always looked out to see how the other warriors were doing. It was never, hey man, I'm in dire straits. It was always, hey, how are you doing? Are you getting everything you need? Are you being taken care of? What can I do to help you? And that's a true leader and that's a true warrior. And uh, I love you, man. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm glad that you survived. So I'd be very honored if you come up and, and uh, conduct our Pledge of Allegiance, be lead our Pledge of Allegiance and our invitation. Pretty humbling. Allegiance to the Even talked about my faith, and uh, it's different for me. Uh, I died and saw the other side, so I know what's there. So it's important to me that we always uh, keep him in mind and what he's done for us and how much he loves us. And so if we could just uh, all put our hearts into giving him thanks and a blessing for this food. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we sit here before you and stand before you in your great glory and your love because it was out of love that you created us and it was out of love that you brought all of us together. Love for one another and love for those who served and those who were willing to give their life as you gave your life for us. We ask you to bless this food. We ask you to bless this lo our lives take care of our family, those who are sick, those of our friends who are injured and ill internally and maybe even thinking about suicide. May you give strength to this program that it may continue to stop suicide and save families. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Please be seated. That wasn't even the script. I just knew to say that. <laughs> so I hope you all had an opportunity to see some of the uh, items that we have coming in. There's some wonderful items back there. I'm not sure you saw. Uh, bamboo rods and handmade, all types of rods, rod carriers, rod cases, reels. I mean, this is a fly fishing event after all. So there's some great stuff out there. So please take a look at that. Additionally, there's, a, there's another item uh, that was brought to my attention. But, oh, by the way, I have to give a shout out. Mark Eustace is sitting right up here in the front. He was my guide in 2005 on my very first outing with Project Healing Waters. He's the one that helped me catch my first fish after I was wounded. And that day saved my life. And I will always remember that. I love you, Mark. I was not as jovial back then. <laughs> uh, in addition to some of the items back, oh, let me get to your item. Okay, so there's a print that you'll see in the back, and it has a crayfish, and he's casting with his left claw, and it's been signed by Mr. Lefty Crayfish. So make sure that you get a chance to All right, all right, all right. Uh, additionally, in addition to some of these beautiful items brought in by folks and handmade and all these things and donations, um, there are also some retail items for PSW, all kinds of swag, shirts and hats and all this crazy thing. And you, you know, these day and age, this day and age, you gotta have swag. Make sure you get some swag. All right, so at this time, let's enjoy the delicious meal prepared for us by Gentry's Catering. And uh, each table will be released by a tenant to proceed through the buffet line. So don't rush the buffet line. All right. Thanks, everybody. And make sure you get a chance to go and look at the items. All right, let's talk oysters. We're with uh, Oyster Man Mike. How's it going this year? Pretty good. It's a good season. Right, I'm eating an oyster right now. How many oysters did you bring this year? Uh, I brought 700. 700? Yep. We're How many are uh, left? Uh, about 200 left. So I got some work cut out. Yes, sir. All right. So if people didn't listen last year, you're based out of? The Great Wacomico River in the northern neck of Virginia. So if you're not from Virginia, you don't really know the northern neck. It's between the Rappahannock and Potomac. That's correct. Yep. The peninsula created by the Rappahannock and Potomac, and the Great Wacomico is all the way at the tip of that, right off of the Chesapeake Bay. And I'm about 15 miles upriver from the bay. So what makes that such a great spot to grow oysters? Well, a couple things. Uh, one, it's a smaller estuary with two larger estuaries on either side, so our watershed is very small uh, since it's also very rural and most of the agriculture is crop. Our runoff is very, very light. Um, we also have the largest single oyster population on the east coast of the United States. More oysters in our little 35-mile river than every estuary in Maryland combined. So we have piles of filter feeders keeping... Uh, the uh, the river as clean as it can be, yeah. So good, clear water down there. Good, clear water down there, yeah. How long have you been doing this? I started in 2009, started selling oysters in 2011, and every year I produce more and sell more. So right. it's getting there. And you eat oysters, of course? I do. i got to be honest with you, I kind of prefer a crab, but uh, that's okay. I love oysters as well. Yeah. They're good. And I like the heat from the Tabasco. But no mignette this year. Is it min mignette? Did I see it right? Yeah, mignette. Yeah, I botched it on that, that one. That was your wife's recipe. It is. Yep. Next year I'll bring it. Okay. All right. And how's the response been so far with all these hungry people? Fantastic. People are loving it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's about as fresh as it can be if you're not on the farm. Um, yeah. I packed them in the fridge and drove straight here. So um, they've been out of the water for 
about uh, six, a little less than six hours now. Okay. So. Now, what about people that say they're scared to eat these guys? I don't understand why. It's one of the cleanest proteins. It is. It's raw. It's unadulterated. It is. It's also high in zinc and uh, manganese and vitamin A and uh, several other vitamins and minerals. Um, yep. Superfood. Did you have to do a lot of research about oysters, a lot of work before you got into this? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I read as much as I could. I um, The state of Virginia is great in that they provide a lot of training opportunities and information, and they're always available if you have a question to uh, either be contacted by email or phone. And, um, you know, I, I kind of lucked out. Uh, I have two marine biologist parents and uh, okay. mar- marine biologist sisters, so I had a lot of... <laughs> a lot of information at home uh, that I could access easily. Um, so that all kind of led to me ending up where I am today. How often do you do these private parties versus supplying to restaurants or other? So every week I deliver to restaurants in Baltimore and the surrounding area. Um, every Thursday I go up there. Uh, I think I have. 16 restaurants right now that buy from me every week and then another half dozen or so that buy fairly regularly um and events are you know they, they kind of come in waves um through the fall i did felt like two or three a week uh and then uh, things kind of died off when it started snowing and uh, picked back up february march and slowed down a little bit in april and i've got a couple weddings scheduled for this summer so um, you know, it gets there. Um, right now, doing events, private parties, things of that nature accounts for about 25% of my revenue. So it's it's a good chunk of what I do. And it's definitely my favorite part of the job. I, I love shucking and chatting about what it is that I do. Right. and getting Is that Alex helping you out here? Yeah, Alex is great. Uh, I met him here last year. and uh, Good to have him a third now. <laughs> and he, he dove right in when he saw me in the weeds. And uh, this year, as soon as I set up, he was ready to go. So... And we're already planning for next year. We're talking about bringing a grill and a steamer and doing some char roast and some steam and some raw. And uh, I missed this one. This one's still stuck in the... There we go. Now, going up to Baltimore, would you leave at like 1 in the morning? Uh, uh, I leave... I'm I'm packed in the fridge and ready to go at 6 a.m. Wow. So I get down in the water... 5, 4.30, uh, which means I get up about 3, 3.30. Spicy. I get home around 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock, depending on traffic. So You get a good night's sleep. Yeah, well, and then I get up at 6 and go back down to work. Right. <laughs> There's a lot worse things one could be doing. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm totally satisfied with my life. It's as good as it could possibly yeah. be. And you've got logoed fleece this year? Yeah, my sister got this for me for Christmas. All right. Yeah. It's fancy. So if we're going to do a backyard party, we'll just look up Sapidus Farms? Yep, sapidusfarms.com, uh, or you can check me out on Facebook or on Instagram and see what's going on, Sapidus underscore farms at Instagram, and uh, just look up Sapidus Farms on Facebook. We're the only one. And the oyster is branded as a happy oyster because I keep them happy. They are. And you, I tell people that you raise them off the, the bed. Is that what filters all the stuff out, too? Yeah, so that's uh, that's part of my process. I keep them in uh, off-bottom cages that keep them elevated about six inches off the bottom. But uh, three, four weeks before they're ready to go out for market, 
I bring them back to the dock and put them in floating cages, which keep them elevated between three and six feet off the bottom, and that gives them a final opportunity to flush out any kind of grit or funk they might have. I have had nothing but oyster and seawater. Yep, maybe a little bit of shell if I did a shitty job. No, no, no. It's all good. And then we also have the scotch. Is that your first scotch squirt on an oyster? <laughs> this is the first time I've ever tried that or heard of it, and uh, it's nice. It kind of almost reminds me of a smoked oyster or uh, uh, a grilled oyster. It's got that, that smokiness to it. Uh, it's a really nice compliment. I think I need to have another one of those then. All right. Are you going to get in and get some brisket? Um, maybe, yeah. I like me some brisket. Get some warm food. You're out in the cold. Yeah, it's starting to rain again. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for uh, providing and donating for this. Absolutely. And we'll look forward to hopefully having you up this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have like 60 people, how many oysters should we get? Uh, 60 people. It depends on how many hours of oyster eating you want to do. But um, I would imagine, I, I generally shoot for three per guest is, okay. is what I estimate. And if they're big oyster fans and it's a crowd of oyster fans, go up to six per guest. All right. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, we'll all find you online. Are you listening, people? Sapitus Farms. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. I'm going to have one more with the whiskey. My baby. All right, Mr. Douglas. Uh, Ten years now at the farm. Pretty hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, Ten you, years. You won an award last night? I did. I won the Patriot Award, which is... Uh, I've given many out, but never received it at, uh, until last night. Is pretty powerful, Fantastic. I'd admit. There was also a checkup there. Yeah, that was great. American Airlines gave us a million miles to use for uh, transporting our vets around the country, so... That's a lot of free uh, tickets. That's just straight to the bottom line. Excellent. So that's how we got people here from Montana. Absolutely. And, you know, we do a lot of, uh, in this event, we bring people from all over. But all summer long in particular, we take a lot of people out to Montana and Idaho. And, you know, the the fabled western waters, uh, once they've really mastered uh, they're casting and are part of the program and giving back, then, you know, we really like to reward them by getting them out on some of those great rivers. And you ordered some cold rain for us today? Yeah, that was a special, special uh, request. I don't know how this seems to keep happening that we get rain, but... Uh, we need to hold this event out in the desert somewhere that needs it. <laughs> it's hard to have fish out there. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... it's uh, a little bit rainy, but the river needed the water, and the fishing has been good so far. So, fish are already wet, right? Absolutely, they don't care. <laughs> Not Unless if all. it's raining, they can't see us creeping up on. Them. Absolutely, as the water, even with this rain, is still just running very clear. Yeah. It looks like you had some major flooding not too long ago. There's uh, someone's fence up in the trees. <laughs> yeah, we get a couple of gully washers every year, but uh, everything's back to normal now. What's up for the farm? Anything in the future? You can add any new uh, new beets or any? You got the what is that a pavilion on the back pond yeah, now? Yeah, a little pavilion in the back. That I call that the Rob Snow White Pavilion. That's uh, for car campers only there. <laughs> but uh, no, we're just uh, you know springtime. Get everything cleaned up uh, after the winter and uh, just uh, you know move into uh, the summer season, which. We shut the fishing down at the farm, but, you know, our cabins are still, people are coming and fishing up in the park in the cooler waters and just relaxing out here. So if someone wants to book a trip before you guys shut down for the summer or to get on the books for the fall, 
How do they do that? That fall, just get our website, roseriverfarm.com, and uh, you can book away. We're completely booked up through, we closed down the end of June. We're booked up through then, but uh, the fall we've got some dates, so you can do it. All right. Well, thanks so much for hosting us again. Well, this is, an, I mean, this is like an oasis to get out of the city and being here. I'm well, so glad to have you out here, Rob. It's, uh, it's been uh, 10 great years. All right. Well, let's go warm up. All right. Thanks. All right, Harold Harsh. How's it going? Good, good. Not tearing it up, but we got five on the board, measured two. All right. Still behind you. What are you getting them on? A little brown woolly booger. All right. Not tearing it up, but it was a little slow up in two today. I don't know how you guys did. Down there, we couldn't see a thing with the rain. Oh, yeah? We were in shallow water and just nothing. It was tough. Yeah, I think the water's starting to warm up now, and it might uh, might get a little better this afternoon. So you're up in uh, Western Maryland? Yep, uh, up on the north branch of the Potomac, the Savage, Yakagani, and the Castleman River. And then in the winter time, you go down and fish South America? Yeah, Chile. I've been going down there for eleven years. And you had some dick mess with your gear last year, right? Uh, yeah, last year we actually got robbed. Uh, somebody busted the window out of the car and took. Uh, all our shit that was in there. We were actually down the river fishing, so we only lost a couple rods, and it's not like we lost everything, but just the just the main stuff. I, you know, I had a fly box that one of those boat boxes that had you know a thousand flies in it, and they got it. So I, I was more pissed off about that than anything else, because that's you know time. Right. So yeah, it's uh, first time that's ever happened, and hopefully it'll be the last time it ever happens. And it's a uh, just a great place How to go to. That? What's the seasonality up in Western Maryland? Uh, we start on the Yakagani and the Castleman probably the end of April, depending on how much snow we have. You know, we had a very light snow year this year. Um, instead of the 160 inches we usually get, we only got like 60. So and that was all at once. Well, yeah. I mean, two good snowfalls and then just piddly little things after that. <clears throat> I didn't even a big listen. Fish, though. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, they measured it, but I'm, we weren't listening. <laughs> um, I got to go real I'll catch up with you. We'll, get, we'll finish it. Yeah. We'll finish it. Yeah. Go over here, Rizzo. All right. So we have our keynote speaker, Mr. Tom Brokaw. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's uh, chillier than we thought, a little wetter than we thought, but it's okay. And the wind's picking up now. Yeah. Have you had time to fish? No, I actually, uh, Lefty was not feeling great, so I went and sat with him for a while. And I decided that I'm at an age in the stage when I don't have to get wet and cold if I want to fish. I can fix the days. I just got back from a week in Belize. So that was the opposite. Exactly. All right. So your speech last night, it was great hearing your voice live in person. And was that all just off the cuff? I mean, you prepare that mentally? Yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and I, I thought in advance generally what I wanted to say. But I'm, uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's a journey. I don't know where it's going to go and how it's going to end up. But I look out on that crowd, and it's inspirational to me to see them. And then there are some parts of it that I wanted to share, like the Bob Carey story about the, you know, the Special Forces guy who couldn't hit anything when we were pheasant hunting. I could tell that story at Walter Reed, and that always gets an audience right. And the story about Lefty's story about the two cousins who bought life insurance before the war and yeah. Yeah, that was a great story so I, I have a kind of a couple of stops along the way but structurally 
you know, I have kind of generally in my mind, and sometimes I'm even surprised where I end up, where I'm going. Do you have a favorite type of fishing? Because you're out west. Yeah, I, I actually, I've gotten very uh, attached to saltwater fly fishing. I do fish for trout all summer long in Montana. Uh, we have a river right 20 yards from my office door. Um, and then I belong to a, a bunch of us bought a, a wonderful old, old dude ranch on a great stretch of uh, rainbow water so I can fish there. And I fish around a lot in Montana. <laughs> love trout fishing. Like it all, but saltwater, I love the idea of hunting for them, you know, and then having to make just exactly the right kind of cast. Particular fish you prefer in salt to go after? Well, it, bones are the ones that you like to get. I did have one morning in which I caught five permit one morning. And I have not caught a permit since, by the way. I think God said, okay, that's enough. A lifetime enough. worth in a day. Right. He said, that's enough for you. So, uh, But anyhow, you know, it's a great sport. All right. Where are you headed to after this? I'm going back to New York. got work to do. I'm going to Paris in uh, 10 days. Get a big award with Tom Hanks. We're getting the French Legion of Honor because of Private Ryan on my book and The Greatest Generation and making everybody aware of France's sacrifices in the war. And then uh, coming back and trying to get out to Montana quickly before the high water hits uh, to get some fishing in. We have a, a mayfly that comes off around Mother's Day, so I hope to be there for that. Fantastic. And your hat looks like you're going to go to the Olympics? Well, you know, yeah, this is, uh, this is for the Olympics. Right. So I'm going down to do a... I do essays for the sports department on the, uh, around the Olympics about the country in which we are. I did a big essay in Canada during the uh, Vancouver Olympics. And I'm going into the Amazon. I've been down there before. And the greatest uh, ornithologist in the world probably is a young Englishman who lives in the Amazon. And he can hear the slightest tweak of a bird and know exactly what it is. And it's such a rich environment, so we're going to do a profile on him. Yeah. There used to be a gentleman named Al Gentry who died in a plane crash in Ecuador in 93. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he could just hear like one note from a bird yeah, and I tell you the species. They're, they're astonishing. And so we're going to do about the, the Amazon, what it's like. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the green jungle. I mean, it's, it's a maze. I was down there and I thought how easily you can get lost because there's no point of, uh, you know, no orientation. And anyhow, Chris, who I've been with before, he caught up. We were on a trail one day, and there was a 12-foot uh, red-tailed boa. So he, <laughs> he said, let's go get it. So we did. <laughs> and we had pictures of that. And then we went up in a real high tower at evening. And uh, and then what happens in the dusk is that the parrots start coming to roost for the evening. And they're like flights of F-16s. They fly really fast zinging along the sky. So, I mean, we'll do a bunch of that for the Olympics. Fantastic. All right, well, I think there's plenty of other people that want your time, so yeah. I thank you very much. You're welcome. And I'll see if Dan can take a picture of us real quick. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for coming down to Virginia. No, actually, this part of the world is one of my favorite places. I come to, I do a lot of work at Monticello and the Jefferson stuff, and, um, and then we have discovered the last time we were down here, a friend of mine said, you got to go to Stanton, Virginia and stay uh, at the hotel there and, and then see the Shakespeare Festival. So we had our grandkids with us. It's a great unknown secret, frankly. I, I was just stunned by it. Uh, One of the presidents is from Stanton. I know, Stonewall Jackson stayed in that hotel, which is what they're famous for. <laughs> the inventor of the modern raincoat. Right, yes. He invented galvanized rubber, first person ever well, to have a raincoat. You know, I can't imagine was, what that thing weighed. He was yeah. one of the... Uh, 
the Confederacy had a big guy in him, I'll tell you. He was a tough guy. Anyhow, it's great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we have Alvin. How many years have you been involved with Healing Waters? I think now uh, maybe... Maybe maybe three years, maybe just barely three years, if not two years. It's your second tournament? This is my second tournament. Yep, I was out here last year. And I heard you just stuck a, a fatty. Uh, okay, yeah. We're That's talking what Jimmy about was fish. saying. <laughs> We're talking about fish. Yeah. yeah, fish, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, so uh, the, probably the biggest one I got, of course, was after we've already measured the three. But that, that's usually how it always yeah. goes. But but I think legitimately it was it was it was a pretty pretty good sized fish, maybe about twenty. Nice. What did it eat? Uh, it was this mop and glow that uh, Jimmy fly? had. Yeah, the mop fly that yeah. I had never seen before in my life. Uh, that he just devoured it. So it was yeah, it was pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. More than half of my fish that I did on the second half was with that mop fly. So. Better this year than last year. I I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't remember. I, th- I think it was pretty close. I think I think it was probably pretty close to what it was last year. How'd you guys do in your morning shift? Morning, you know, morning was really slow when we first started out. When we first started out, you know, I wasn't really getting that much at all. And uh, I think it was because we could see them. And so you cast into the fish, cast into the fish, you're not taking. And then once we decided just to move, we moved up. And then we, we actually ended up catching more in the last probably 15 20 minutes than we did, you know, the whole first half of the morning. So, any uh, you want to make fun of Jimmy now that he's back? <laughs> no, I can't. Well, l- let's wait for the numbers to come in. You know, if, if we win, then absolutely not. But if we lose, and of course, I'm going to blame it on the guy again. You going to come down and see him in the store? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wegman's right next to it. Okay. All right. Yes. Hey, Alvin. We beat the guy that's interviewing you at least. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where's home for you now? Right now, I live in uh, Fredericksburg. Okay, Fred Vegas. Yep. yep. So you fish in the Shadron? I, I I do. I do. And I've I've been out there on the Rappahannock three times now. First time I didn't catch anything. Let's go to my car in a moment. We'll get you some shad flies. All right. And second time I cleaned up. They were hitting. I tried everything. They hit uh, chartreuse woolly bugger, and they wouldn't leave it alone. So I uh, actually left with you know with a sore shoulder. Nice. And then of course the third time I went out with Healing Waters, and I caught maybe about maybe maybe two or three. Have you been to Carl's yet for custard? No, no. What, what, what? No, no. Princess Anne Street? You know where, like, Captain D Seafood is? Just go up there? Yeah. Off of three near the Fukien Gourmet? Or the F-U-K-I-E-N Gourmet? <laughs> I can't believe that place is still there. Yeah, Carl's, man. Yes, yeah, I do know what that is. Carl's Custard is, I mean, it's a national landmark. Really? Yeah, sugar chocolate. That's what I always ordered. Huh. No, I've, I haven't been there. My wife, she works, uh, what is it, Caroline Street? She uh, works at the Marriott down there. All right. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got Sheets and Wawa in town. Yep. Yeah. I went to school down at Mary Washington, so. Oh, really? That was my home waters down there. Wow. I miss living five minutes from the rap. Wow. Yes, that is. that would be a freaking great place to uh, go to school. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's, that town is so much more built up than it was 20 years ago. <laughs> there was nothing down there 20 years ago. We first moved to Fredericksburg 2006, and we've been there. We moved from one house to the next state in, in, uh, in Fredericksburg. 
And I mean, just in 10 years, it's uh, it's 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 really gotten yeah. bigger and busier. It's now a suburb of DC, pretty much. It is. It is. I, I grew up in Reston, Virginia. I never even heard of Fredericksburg until I applied no. to Mary Washington. No. <laughs> uh oh. It's no. going off. Someone's in trouble. Oh, All right. No. no, wrong guy. Do you think a kid was in there? <laughs> Captain Burke's about to go uh, pull him over. This is out of your jurisdiction. Do you chug uh, any maple syrup? Super Troopers? I don't like, I don't like large sodas or liters of soda. He's in, he's in shape, man. Have right? you seen his arms? No. Dude, those are some pipes. You got to see his tats on there. He's, he's, got a, he's, he's got a whole mountain range. That's how big his arms are. He's got a freaking mountain range on the inside of his bicep. It's really well done. Very good. Uh, it's nice. No jailhouse tats. That's good. God. No, no. All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us and thanks sure. for the speech last night. I don't think I got you recorded or not, but no. if I did, can I put it on the podcast? Absolutely. All right. No problem at all. Very cool. Let's go get you some shad flies. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Humphreys, how's your two fly tournament? This has been an excellent tournament. Uh, I just was with uh, Josh Williams and his friend David. And they did very well. Josh and usually cleans up. He's good. And, and um, I remember him years ago. Uh, uh, he's come a long, long way. And uh, they may have a shot at this tournament. They're looking pretty good. Nice. And then this morning, uh, I was with David Volker. And uh, David was supposed to be working, but I freed him from his job for a little bit. And we went on down to beat 12. And uh, we had a blast. Fantastic. He caught a lot of fish. I had a lot of smiles. We changed the rod back and forth, and I even caught fish. So. Anything particular they were eating? Well, I went with an egg pattern. Um, these rainbows, innately, uh, they know what they are. Right. And so, uh, and I have a, a special little color that they kind of... Is they that going like. to be in the movie, hopefully? Well, that might be in a movie, uh, but but they'll have to pay an awful lot yeah. just to show, for me to show the fly. How's it been having your own paparazzi? Well, you know, it's I filmed with MGM and with uh, all of these big movie stars, and uh, but they're they're the best. They're better than they're better than MGM and Paramount and all those guys. They're going to yeah. come down to uh, the Tidal Potomac Fly Rodders this. Uh, a week from tomorrow. Are they? And do a little demo of your movie and talk about it. Wow. Living the stream. Yeah. And and we've worked so far. Um, it's been almost a year. And we went to Arkansas and, and caught some big fish down there. And we've been in the mountains. We've been everywhere. Fantastic. It's been so much fun. But... Uh, I am I am like a little kid in like in, in the front row. I can hardly wait to see what's coming next. And I know from what they've done uh, with the teaser, they they know how to edit, and they got some beautiful stuff. And so I've said, "What about this? And what about that?" And they said, "Ah, this is the tip of the iceberg." I said, "We got some great stuff." So I can hardly wait to see right. it. Right. Yeah. So I've yeah. got a Pennsylvania trout question. What's the name of the box that people wear on the show? It's chest? called a thigh box. And a gentleman by the name of Phi out of Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania, back even before the 40s, at the end of the 30s, he designed this box, and it was a heavy metal thing. And it only had basically one major tray. And then he redeveloped and, 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 and worked on the design, and, and then he had a three-tray box. Well, I bought that box at Fisherman's Paradise when it was still in its heyday, 
Uh, the gentleman that ran the, the little concession at Fisherman's Paradise, his name was uh, Jake Nicely, and he was selling those boxes. And I got three boxes at fifteen dollars each. My so, goodness! Yeah. Now I don't know what they are. Right. They're not fifteen dollars. They're a couple of hundred dollars. And if you there. see someone wearing them, you know it's kind of a very it's very Pennsylvania. It is. My friend Yoshi lives there now. He's from Tokyo. His wife's stationed here for work, and he's fishing one now. Oh yeah. It's, well, you know, it, it's so convenient. It's right here. You don't have to keep looking in the pockets, and you just open the tray and say, "Okay, I need rest that my, one." Yeah. Rest oh. my beer on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, if you're a martini drinker, yes. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Baltz. Tom's always <laughs> drinking martinis. <laughs> yeah, Tom Baltz. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I've seen him drink a couple of old fashions too, but that's nice. <laughs> so uh, the plan is to have a long interview with George Daniels soon. Any questions I should ask him about? George being... has uh, become a, a, a fine angler. He was, he was a, when I started to work with George, he was a very astute young man and uh, he was really into this game and and he's he's come a long long so way analytical and, oh he is and uh he's uh he's done very well i'm very very proud of yeah. him yeah he's he's done such a good job so yeah we pennsylvania kids do okay I nice guess. nice yeah, nice yeah we're covered in black midges right now you can't pick that up but they're flying all over us right now well she's throwing an rs2 out there I see the fish behind us breaking a little yeah. bit. So you can sneak in and yeah. throw a cast. Well, I can't because no. I took everything. I'm supposed to do a casting demo. There you go. Now. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Okay. Can't wait for that movie to come out. Oh, me too. I'm excited. All right. And the website is livethestreamfilm.com. Fantastic. Any other social media for it? There is a Facebook page. It's uh, I think it's Live the Stream Film. Search Facebook. How's Maryland treating y'all so far? These days, Maryland's, Maryland's great. We spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania too, though. So can't been, complain. Been back and forth. Uh, do you just write weekend. notes down of what he says? Every yeah, we have. These we boots. have like f- four hundred hours of footage like with you. Yeah. No, it looks like you're wearing a snakehead fish. That's what I'm doing. She, she I, killed I, a snakehead boot. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you got midges on you too. Yeah. I do. Fantastic. All right. So what's next after the film wraps? Uh, we're gonna start. I mean. It'll probably be coming out in 2017. Yeah. Uh, we still, obviously, we're still shooting, but we got a whole lot of editing to do. And then once it comes out, we'll, we're going to start doing some film festivals and right. talk get, to JJ Abrams. Maybe have a preview before the next Star Wars. That's what I was. That's, 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 yeah. the, that's the idea. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that wide of a distribution. I like Star it. Wars. <laughs> Very cool. But people were. Well, he is a Jedi. It. <laughs> his fly rod's his saber. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Fantastic. All right, I'm going to go pester some more people. All right. Hope to see y'all at Beer Tie. You'll see us there. Avalanche Burger. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're back with Harold. Uh, Western Maryland. I don't remember what we're talking about, but uh, I heard the pepperoni rolls changed recipe. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> you don't eat those anymore? Oh, I still eat them, but I don't know if the recipe changed or not. <laughs> what is it about the pepperoni roll up there? Is that just someone just came up with it? Uh, I think it was... Uh, Founded in like Morgantown, West Virginia, or Fairmont, somewhere like that. It's all you would know. Fairmont. Fairmont. Fairmont, West Virginia. That's where they started yeah. pepperoni rolls. Yeah. So it's kind of it's a so local good. deal. They're very good. It's for miners. It was for miners. Yeah. Really? Oh, like yeah. A, like a pasty back in the day. Yeah, I for guess. The, I guess yeah. on the ground. Thing they took for lunch. Really? Yeah. Miners lunch. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. That way you didn't have to worry about you know you got grimy ass hands. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy to eat. And a meal all in one. Yeah. All right, so how, how'd you do? Did you do your PM shift? 
Uh, yeah, we uh, were down on B10, and uh, Sean landed seven and hooked 30, and <laughs> it was one of them days. We learned that Jim Bensinger is mortified of snakes. Really? He, he had to cross the stream to uh, measure a fish, and there, I mean, we're talking like 20-inch brown water snake, and he was like throwing rocks and sticks <laughs> to get it to move, uh, and we're all laughing. They're just holding the fish in the net. Big, tough marine. Yeah. <laughs> It's always good to know that, though, right, you know, right. when uh, the show season comes along. and <laughs> Rubber snake or something. <laughs> exactly. So where can we find you online, and how do we book trips to go out fishing? Uh, SpringCreekOutfitter.com, um, Facebook, Spring Creek Outfitters, and my personal page, Harold Harsh. All right, and you are a veteran as well. I am a veteran. How many years, years in the Corps? Eight years in the Corps, right. <clears throat> 79 to 87. And this is the best thing i've ever gotten myself involved in uh, i'm so happy that uh, cat med called me and said hey i'm going to start doing this when you want to help and of course it was you know it anything right. i can do so <clears throat> yeah i um i host a group in october they come out to stay with us uh we float to north branch uh william helps and the rest of the guides around there we usually take 10 to 12 guys Fantastic. so yeah Go smallmouth fishing down on the North Branch. Nice. Yes. Is Paps' bait shop still there? No. <clears throat> that was one of the strangest places. Oh, yeah. We tried taking a picture from the wall because these people, I mean, they didn't look like they were real. They oh, they, they were real. Yeah, shirtless <laughs> guys with like 30-inch trout. Yep. That weighed like 600. Yeah, they were uh, escapees from the net pens when they were still there. The, me- the people in the picture or the fish? <laughs> Sometimes both. <laughs> But the, uh, the big brown trout that you always saw caught down there, um, they escaped from the net pens and would just hang below the net pens and free food. You know, it's in a little back eddy and they didn't have to expend any energy, ate well, and most of those fish were poached. They were up there illegally fishing. Well, I wish I had more. T- it's, a, it's a drive for me from D.C., so. Uh, most of my clients come from down there. Uh, yep. Uh, a lot of them have second homes on Deep Creek Lake, so uh, they'll come up and fish three or four days. In fact, the guys I have next week, um, I'm fishing the same guys for a week. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, thanks for all the work. Sure enough. Thanks, Rob. the next event. Oh, yeah, buddy. I've been inside. So, Joel, how's, how is your uh, culture shot going to Caps game? Oh, major, major. First pro game of any kind, you know, so it was really awesome. I was, I was trying to get Ed to take you to my cousin's bar across the street okay why didn't he i don't know so in third place he's an asshole (laughs) and this was a tie we had the the tie breaking system is whichever team had the biggest measured fish and it has to be one of the three measured fish wins so that's what it came down to tie between team five and team six so in third place Wes Hodges, Brian Mancini, Bill Gay, and Larry Five Kings. Woo! Come on up here. Three sheets. Come on up. Oh, yeah. So in second place, Brian Wilson, George Draper, Rob Snow White, and Billy Smith. Woo! I'll hold it. All right. Put it there. Thank you, Captain yeah. Ed. Kim, we did it. All right.
for you to hold? Oh. Who got? Oh, we there each you get, go. We get each your, get one? Yes, you do. You got it, Brian? Oh, jeez. Oh, Brian. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Okay, picture time. Thank you. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. Fall in line for Sorry, pictures. Guys. Fantastic. Good show. Good show. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Silverware. Holy That's shit. Awesome. All right. That's awesome. Wait. Those are the guys that had power bait? I think we gotta get. A, so how how did you? What was the secret? Power bait. That was the power bait for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was the, uh, the the little secret uh, chum that you, you so handed over to me. Yeah. What what flies are you guys using? Uh, we did pheasant tails all day. Really? Uh, yeah. Tiny stuff. And then uh, in the afternoon, I saw some bugs coming off, so we um, improvised. Uh, there was some uh, invariants and Dorothea coming off, so I threw a bright yellow caddis and made it look like something flown in the film. It worked out good. Fantastic. Hey, man. <laughs> so Richie, what are you doing nowadays? For those who don't know, the uh, the shop was shut down. So we're going to close January 30th and um, set up a new company called District Angling. Working on it right now. It's currently on hold. Uh, I'm interviewing with Pew Charitable Trust for an outreach position uh, with U.S. Oceans. We'll see what happens. Um, working on it slowly. Social media website? Uh, DistrictAngling.com. Uh, District Angling on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. How's the cooking going? Uh, I put on 15 pounds since January 30th when the shop closed because I'm cooking a lot more and eating a lot more. It's a good thing, though. You only live once. Yeah. Some, my fiance is Indian, so she might uh, argue that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. It's <laughs> all good. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. We also have biggest fish for you with that 21-inch rainbow. Woo! 21! Yo! Excuse me, sir. You know you were speeding. Oh, by the way, you know I caught the biggest fish of the uh, tournament? What did you get? <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, yes. Good time. It's good. Congrats. Yeah! Every, every year. Thank you. 
200,000 raised this weekend. Shameless to the end. That's what we're hoping. All right, one more thing. We have these Western Trout Fly Fishing Manuals, and David said he doesn't want to take them back. So please, if you want one, great video, check down this book. Come up and get one. And with that, it's over. Go home! I gotta ask the guy who he is that was sitting with us with Lefty. And then I gotta go find Kim again. Oh, all right, here he is. All right, so the guy asking Lefty the good questions, who are you? I'm Bob Carpenter, I'm a volunteer. All right, where are you out of? Out of Baltimore, I've admired the organization for years, and uh, I just sort of kicked myself in the pants a month ago and said, if you don't get involved, uh, you never will. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't be more happy. This is my dad, Charlie. How's it going? He's Very good. on the USS Independence. All right. We came down together. Fantastic. That's a really... What's your hat made out of? Uh, this is a... Feathers on that. This is a, a um, tradition... Not a traditional. This is a, a Hawaiian feather lei. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a contemporary uh, one. Uh, it's been around for a while. It used to be this wild blue, uh, but it's sort of faded, but... Uh, uh, he, he made it. He stitched every feather in there himself. Fun, fun project. Yeah. So uh, this goes along with the uh, uh, fly time. Absolutely. And where are we supposed to get our crab cakes? Oh, I get them. I get them right across the street from my buddy. Okay. That's why I, I didn't mean to, to hijack no, the no, po- no. the podcast with the Baltimore questions. No way. No. Uh, our friend used to have. Well, she used to own Cali's Court. And Meze? Yes. And that was Oprah's favorite crab cake. Callie's Court is phenomenal. Uh, Dad's eating there. It's right on the cobble streets in, uh, in yeah. Fells Point. Saw a big brawl outside there once on that street. I, I might have been in it. Yeah. We were in our Miata. I was like, we need to get out of here. Our car's going to get crushed. You were in your, your Miata? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start packing up. i got to get home. Well, let's get you all caught up with oh, chickens on the side of the road. How about that? That always amazes me, just chickens on the shoulder. The things you see on road trips. Uh, so dinner um, was great. It was much warmer. I'm hoping that Jason got the speeches out to you, which... Uh, I, I mean, I still don't know how to interpret what Kim said last night. Uh, didn't really bring it up today while fishing. Um... But after, you know, we all basically just were there by her side and and hugging her. It was, um, I mean, emotional. I mean, that wasn't emotion. That was beyond. When when you hear something like that from someone you've known for a couple years now that you consider family, it's, um, it's, I mean, Speechless is what you feel at the moment. All you can do is console and and hug. We finished up dinner last night and hung out. Morgan, Andrew, and I went over the hill back to the pond. And it was pouring. It was raining. And we had the Caps game on AM radio. Some point during the night, the Penguins scored another one. We thought it was tied. We were going to overtime at 1130. And the Penguins won. 
so we just hung out and, and laughed and told some hilarious stories and Morgan bumped in and there's alpacas and donkeys there's everything on this road Morgan was telling stories about a woman he met in Chicago that knew Holt. I guess they had dated, so there was a big laugh, just how small of a world it was. Just hilarious stories. I wish we all got together more often than just at these events to laugh. And we were inside this, or under this pavilion that Douglas had built, and it had lights on it. Morgan finally had the idea, or Holt did, to turn most of the lights down so we weren't being blinded out there. We just hung out, had a you know little sip of the Macallan, and told stories and laughed. Went to bed around eleven forty-five, at least for me. Put in my earplugs, put on my face mask, my uh, Healing Waters buff, folded over four times. I fell asleep fairly quickly. Woke up twice, once to evacuate the bladder, and then I woke up uh, before my alarm. It was cold. It was wet. Everything is cold and wet. The whole car, just every time you open the door, the wind would blow water in. Muddy, wet boots, condensation, you name it. But I slept well. I was comfortable. Apparently, they said I slept like a folding chair, which I thought was funny. Got up this morning, headed over the hill, had a donut, which I'm not a donut fan, especially for breakfast. It's just... I don't do sugar. I'd rather have savory. I'd rather have a slice of pizza or leftover Chinese food than eat what Madison Avenue in New York calls breakfast food. You're never going to hear of me eating cereal for breakfast or oatmeal. I think those are all disgusting. And after that, it was time to rig up the rods. So we had Kim with her nine foot five weight Temple Fork Outfitters. We had about three feet of the chartreuse line I pulled off the river yesterday morning to 20 pound to 14 to a barrel swivel to 2x to a worm to, I guess, 2x on the damsel. And by now, it's 7.50 in the morning. It's pouring. It's dark. It's cold. We're just wet. Turns out I can't wear my, my raincoat. I had so many layers on. I just got so hot and steamy. I couldn't see out of my glasses. We fish beat 10, which is downstream. It's got the handicap platform, wheelchair accessible, I should say. You can't see anything. There's it's eight in the morning. There's very little light out. It's overcast and the rain is just dimpling the water. So frankly, we can't see where the fish are. We finally spot a school of like 20 plus fish. It, it was just a pot of them. We decided to cross the river and we start fishing. We're doing, uh, I didn't, I know it was bacon fly we were fishing. Fishing a bacon fly with a worm dropper. That's what we were doing. It's been a long weekend. And it seems that they just, they were scared of the bacon fly. So I have a customer in, uh, Pennsylvania, who ordered a bunch of bacon flies. So all the ones I spent all the time and extra effort tying for this weekend are going to be in his lot now. Took that off. We would dead drift the worm. We'd strip the worm. We'd bottom bounce it. Hooked a couple fish. The biggest one we measured, we only measured one out of the two of us, two groups in that morning was 18 inches. Nice fat rainbow. Strong fighting fish. It was fun. Won't won't, uh, lie about that. Tell you an hour and a half goes by very fast when you are 
working with two rigged up rods, untying knots, popping flies out of trees, untangling, getting hooks caught, and cold, wet hands just trying to tie on droppers and blood knots and clinch knots. It was tough, but we got it done. The other two guys were hooked up a lot, and they landed a lot of fish. Our team total landed 20 fish in the 1.5-hour morning session with 18 inches added on. And then it was back to the tent, layers off, get all the wet clothes off. So I was just wearing a fleece, a thin black fleece, and it soaked through my shirt. I'm glad I was wearing long underwear. Went back to the tent. I just wanted hot tea. They only had half a cup of hot water. So I downed some Earl Grey and then went to the coffee and started eating anything they had in there just to get the body heat flowing from fuel. We know that is byproduct of metabolic respiration from uh, like podcast number four, back when the audio sucked. That was before Jason stepped in. Hung out in the tent, talked to people, layered up, had to go get my alpaca sweater, not made from the alpacas I just passed, put on my wool hat, and um, just try to dry off. It was cold and wet inside, so you really couldn't dry anything off. My raincoats just were wet. Didn't have much of a game plan change for the afternoon. They finally served lunch, so chili dogs with the works, beans, and there was pulled pork, and cold sodas and ice water and chips. So I had a lot of Cheetos, which are not really chips, and decided to go up to the next beat, which was beat two, and check it out. We fished there. I fished there the last two or three years. Great spot. Just didn't see a whole lot of fish. Again, bad light, glare. I switched from yellow Costa polarizers to my 580G amber green mirrors, hat on, hat off. It was difficult. I walked both shores. I found a container of power bait in the log jam that must have floated down from up the mountain. And I got a Sharpie and wrote R Farino, team number two on it. And was shockingly passing it around saying, oh my gosh, look what I found. Somebody's been using power bait. They need to be disqualified. And we just kind of hung out, talked. It was about two hours of just downtime. The wind blew over. It was time to take off some layers, put the raincoats outside, let the wind dry them off. And before we knew it, we were looking at uh, 11.48. We had 12 minutes to get everyone together and re-rig and get upstream. We borrowed Lefty's Tenkara rod, which helped, and then... We started fishing right at uh, noon, one and a half hours. May or may not have lit some cigars. We had a whole bunch of people there. Turns out Jim Bensiger, you heard at the Virginia show, is is deadly scared of snakes. The fish, again, seemed scared of the bacon fly. And it was pretty heavy. I even had a lighter, smaller one. And Kim was having trouble throwing those. They're definitely part of her injury. Heavy flies were out of the question, so we swapped it out and started doing just the worm. And we would do dead drift, we would strip, we would do indicator. Dude, are you trying to cut me off, lady? 
that merge ended. Well, she's from Quebec, so maybe that has a reason. Um, my goodness. There's the merge in Gainesville right here, and there was maybe two feet wide on my left side from the other lane that closed, and she cut me off. We switched it up to the Tenkara and just kind of wobbled the fly. We did an anchor weight below the fly to help get it down. And Kim started hooking fish left and right. We got a massive brook trout. We got a, I don't even know the measurement. Basically, I got the hooks out so she could get fishing again. We would take pictures, throw the fish in. One fish did start bleeding and didn't recover and died. It just took, um, I mean, it was like we hit a blood vessel and the stress from that, the fish kind of just maybe had a heart attack and died. Don't know, but we had a dead fish. Holt revived it. It swam off, but just turned on its side and went pale. Speaking of pale fish, there were a lot of fish that were silver on one side and black on the other or half black and half silver. Doug said they had an eye injury, maybe from a bird strike, and they couldn't use... I'm used to saying chromatophore. That's what's in uh, cephalopods and decapods, your uh, cuttlefish squid and octopods, which changed the color. So these fish couldn't sense the colors around them so they couldn't really camouflage themselves. Hey, look, Chris, you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> Chris Frost, by the way, they've got an apiary in their backyard and they make some great honey. So I want to start having Holt make some honey cocktails with the Macallan. And the fish definitely were chasing it. Uh, there may have been a, a holy bugger put on it in the last two casts. We may have caught a fish on a holy bugger. Uh, that's just the rumor I heard The benefit to where we were Was that we were elevated on our stream bank We couldn't even see the flies From the team partners on the other side Kim did break off her Tenkara line hooking the far shore That's how far she could cast with Tenkara We put that away I made Who's that passing me? Someone else Oh, Where was I? So we swatched out, swapped out my rod for her rod, the Tenkara rod. I re-rigged the Tenkara rod with just 14-pound mono to a swivel to... Now we were fishing like 5X. Wanted to see if it was a matter of leader diameter, tippet diameter, which didn't seem to affect the fish. Didn't lose any flies. But Kim definitely picked up more fish right at the end. If we had 10 more minutes, I think things would have changed definitely tell you smaller flies seem to be what they were taking they didn't want the big meat i thought maybe aggressive rainbows this time of year pre-post spawn testosterone they'd be more inclined to chase fish a little hungrier bacon didn't work so i've got like i said a box of those they called it game time over we headed back while the next shift came in cracked a cold beer had some ice water I wanted to just walk around and get as many vets as I could on the podcast. We very got very few because most of them were out fishing. And then I just wanted to sit down with Lefty. And we're looking for Lefty and nobody knows where he is. And finally, Kim walks by the RV and hears like a on the window. And it turns out to be Lefty who somehow got locked in, couldn't figure out how to get out. That was a good laugh. So I sat down with Lefty and I think that was about an hour's worth of just storytelling and talking. We did take out some more of the, uh, some other part of the conversation. We went into marriage and, and wives. I think he was married for 60, say 66 years or something. 
Whew. Um, and then the music in the background turned on, so I hope you were still able to hear that. And then as soon as we were done with Lefty, I mean, that hour passed very fast. We all changed out of our fishing clothes, got our lung underwear off. And then it was time for the master ceremonies to end things. And Kim won second place in the tournament. So it was awesome. Richie beat us with the power bait. We all got our photos taken, and then everyone scrambled to their car, and we're headed home. I'm getting ready to come up to Route 15 so I can circumnavigate Gainesville. So I guess I was in Culpeper earlier if I said Gainesville. Uh, Gainesville is just a lot of traffic lights. When I was a kid, it was the middle of nowhere. Now it's a suburb of D.C. I'm exhausted. Kim's invited me down to fish out in the South Holston where they'll be moving soon. And as well as her mom said, oh, we've always got a place to stay up in uh, near Fort Fun in Colorado or Fun Collins. That's it for me. I hope you all enjoyed this very special to me podcast. Very important. Share it with people. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to get Tom Brokaw on. I finally got to meet some of the vets from years past that I've just seen their pictures on the website, the van, brochures, displays. People that I've known about for years. Finally got to meet Ivan. Just met JD at the end. He's got a full prosthetic arm and he can fish. He even has a battery power to heat up his... um, I guess the, the worst term you could say is stump, but I, that may have been his term. Oh, wine glasses are falling everywhere. We got stemless wine glasses last night. Thankfully, some people left there, so I've got four of them. I was gifted some by uh, others. He's got a battery, so when he's fishing up in northern Wisconsin or snowboarding, he said he can heat his arm up and not get frostbite because he can't really feel what's going on in his arm after the damage caused in the war. So that's it. Like I said, I hope Jason got you all the audio from Brokaw, Ivan, and Captain Kim talking. Pictures should be up somewhere. PHWFF2Fly. Looking forward to all the professional photographers' pictures. I really didn't take a whole lot of pictures. I was more focused on getting Kim on fish. We'll see how things change over the next year, the game plan. But next year, last year was third place. This year was second. Let's do first place next year. Thanks for listening to the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast from the 10th Annual Project Healing Waters to Fly Tournament. That's it, everybody. I'm going to get back on the road and uh, drive with two hands. Hope you all like the sound of the new mic. People thought it was very interesting Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. This has been a production of Freestone Media at freestone-media.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Oh, that's 
awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.